I know we've had some stuff going around about our team, you know, certain guys. So that's just all hearsay. That happens every year with people talking and, and stuff not actually coming to fruition. Brewers starting pitcher Brandon Woodruff discussing the trade deadline that approaches today. Brewers 360 sponsored by Weniger Compressor. Joining us live, Journal Sentinel Brewers beat writer Tom Hardercourt. And yeah, Tom, with this trade deadline, it seems like it's really upon us early, but then the season is so atypical and barely seems like it's underway. We're, what, 30 games into it. But point being, the the line between buyers and sellers is going to be blurred, I would imagine, because of the, the schedule and the fact that you're going to have more teams making the postseason, so that means more teams consider themselves still in the running. Yeah, I mean, 16 teams are going to go this year instead of 10 out of, out of the 30, so more than half. Um, first and second place teams, you don't have to finish first. If you finish second, you're in two, and then a couple of wild cards in each league as well. So uh, I was talking to David Stearns yesterday, and he said the team goes on a three-game winning streak, and they think they should buy, and the team goes on a three-game losing streak, and they think they should sell. You know, it's that's how fluid and volatile it is. Huh? There's been a lot of activity. Teams that have not been in the playoffs for a long time, like San Diego, They've been very active because they see this as the chance to finally break through. You know, it's been a, that's a long time. This reminds me of 2008 when the Brewers had gone so long, 26 years without making the playoffs, and Doug Melvin made that monumental CC Sabathia trade because it was time to stop the madness. You know, it was time to get in the playoffs, mm-hmm. and, and so he made a huge one. So I don't know. The only huge trade the Brewers would possibly make today would be if somebody bowls them over and takes Josh Hader away from them. But I just can't even imagine what you'd have to offer. It'd have to be a Don Corleone offer. Make them an offer they can't refuse. (laughs) There's my my terrible impression. Marlon Brando spinning in his grave as we speak. I thought it was good, Tom. That was nicely done. So if, if the Brewers are selling, it would be Hader. If they're buying, what are they buying? What could this team possibly need at this point? <laughs> Can you buy an entire offense today <laughs> by three o'clock? Um, I heard San you know, Diego's always... got a good one. <laughs> Boy, they got a lot of good young players, don't they? Well, when you finish last every year, you keep getting really nice draft picks. Um, so it's time to do something in there, I'm sure. Um, who, who knows what they're looking to add? You know, uh, they, they still believe they have guys that are going to play better than they've been playing. You know, if just Keston Hira and Christian Yelich get going, they're going to start scoring a lot more runs, much less all the other guys they added over the offseason who haven't done much. Um, you know, Hayter, I, I still think if you need to trade Hayter for cost control because he is going to start making a lot of money in the coming years, why not go for the playoffs with him these last 27 games and then trade him over the winter, you know, when you have more time to get a good deal that you want and, and uh, there's no deadline. So, to me, you know, if you have to trade them for cost control, you don't have to do it now. Go for the playoffs now and then trade them. So I think they'd have to just get a deal today that they think is impossible to resist. Like somebody offers them a great third base and first base prospect or something like that because those are two positions that they're not looking good at for going forward. So Tom, be interesting. Yeah, for sure. It's going to be fascinating to watch as that 3 o'clock deadline approaches this afternoon. Uh, let's uh, transition here and talk about Gene Miller's favorite umpire, C.B. <laughs> Buckner. Uh, walk us through what happened in the fifth inning yesterday. <laughs> Is that the inning where the uh, Brewers uh, uh, thought they had stopped the run from scoring at the plate, or was that the inning where he made another mistake? You know, C- Yeah, C- it's too many. 
Yeah, you have to categorize C.B. Buckner's mistakes because they start early and stay late. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, they tagged a guy out at third before a guy scored, uh, and, the third, and that was the third out of the inning, and the run's not supposed to count. They had pretty conclusive video evidence, I thought, of side-by-side videos. But, uh, but you know, Craig Council hit that one on the head. He said C.B. Buckner shouldn't have missed the call to begin with, and then you don't need a video replay because video replays – Sometimes we think they're actually looking at a different video than we are. You know, it's like from another game, something got wires got crossed or something. Because we've never understood some of the replay decision. But don't miss the call to begin with. Pay yeah. better attention. You know, pay better attention. Well, like Brian said earlier in the show, if you know an umpire's name, it's never a good thing. I follow your Twitter feed, Tom, and as, as all good baseball fans, Brewers fans should. And anytime I come up on you referring to robotic umpires, I scroll down and there's a C.B. Buckner question. It, it never fails. It's happened like twice, three times this season already. And we're only 30 games in. Or Angel Hernandez, right? Oh, yeah. One of of my favorite things, not just in sports, but life is it's always the same guys. You know, and so it it just, you know, you read, oh, there was a big argument in New York today. Was Angel Hernandez on Friday? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, (laughs) you know, it's it's always the same guys, yet they just get to keep their jobs. They're like the Pope or the Supreme Court justice. You get to stay in there until you die, apparently. The Journal Sentinel's Tom Hodricard firing on all eight cylinders today, and that's always a good thing. Tom, we'll talk to you next week, Monday. All right, you guys have a good week.